Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigton. Always excited to be in the room with you. Woo! We're at the top of April. Did you know that this was National Financial Literacy Month? You probably knew that it was Stress Awareness Month. And the two go hand in hand on purpose because finances can make you stressed out depending on what's going on in your life, which is why we have the blessing, privilege, and benefit of having the amazing Tara Jones-Williamson, a well-known financial success coach and lifestyle designer dedicated to helping women slay their financial and lifestyle goals. Tara, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I am well. I am well. That is good. Well, I know you are married, mama of three, loving coaching, speaking, mommying, and doing all the things. When you are not doing those and you're working specifically with your clients, what does that look like for you? Yes. So I love um, doing workshops, but also working one-on-one with individuals, helping them create a financial plan that helps them execute their financial goals in half the time. So for a lot of the women who come to me, it's paying off debt, it's saving that down payment for their first home, it's developing a savings plan, it's overcoming money blocks and money mindsets that stemmed from since they were a child and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that their parents instilled in them or did not instill in them. And so that's what that looks like for me is really digging deep into your financial journey, digging out those financial goals that you're afraid to proclaim and helping you achieve them. Oh, I love that. Now, I was reading because I'm a professional stalker. So I was reading, (laughs) you know, all of your information on the socials, the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook, all the places. And you've done some really good and deep work, not only with your clients, but you started with yourself being a single mom back in the day, paying off 60K in debt. How did you fix your mindset to go from wherever you were in that place before you decided to choose to like, let let me get this, let me get my life together. Let me get this all the way together into a place where you really committed to doing the work. Yeah. So actually becoming a single parent, becoming a mother really projected me into being super intentional about my finances. So I had my daughter when I was 21, smack Mm -hmm. dab in the middle of college. I was actually going to school for biology thought I was going to go to medical school and had her smack dab in the middle. And I had zero dollars in the bank, like Nikita, not, not uh, $12 in a bank, not a couple of hundred <laughs> zero when I brought her home. And so I was like, Oh snap, like this is not going to work. Like this baby needs food. This baby needs clothes, everything mm-hmm. else. And so it really prompted my financial Uh, what I call my intentional financial journey, right? Because whether we like it or not, how we manage our finances, whether it's intentional or unintentional, has an effect on our life. And so for me, I had to become really intentional. And like many of us, we didn't learn in school. We didn't learn from our parents how to manage money well. And so actually what I did, I went back to school alongside of my biology degree. I got a minor in finance to kind of teach myself about money. Mm, and absolutely. then I also, yeah, then I also self-studied like individuals who paid off debt. I listened to podcasts. I listened to radio shows. I bought books. No, let me take that back. I went to the library and checked out books because I didn't have any money to buy no books back then. I ended up later in life, ended up going to get those books uh, as a copy of my own. But I 
I really just dug deep into how do you manage money? How do you pay off debt? How do you keep money in savings? It's one thing to put money in savings, but how do you keep it there? How do you start creating wealth for the next generation? Like all these different questions that I had, um, I literally self-studied. And um, once I graduated college in 2012, um, I put together a plan to pay off my debt in two years. And I did it a little bit less than two years. And so, you know, that just prompted me. And I told the Lord, I said, you know what? If you helped me do this, I'm going to do this for other women. Anybody who's in the financial trenches and the financial rut that I was in, I'm going to help them out of their financial rut. And so that's how Your Pretty Pennies was born. No, I love that. Now, you know, I'm curious because, you know, we talk all things work, life and love on the BBP. How did cleaning up your debt and setting yourself in the right direction financially with not only clearing the debt, but also having savings? And I'm assuming eventually you started to invest in yourself financially. How did that translate into your relationship life and getting yourself prepared for your new love who is now in your life and gave you some more babies? (laughs) How did that prepare you? So it's funny you say that because I truly believe that how we do one thing is how we do everything. Mm -hmm. And you truly cannot compartmentalize your life, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you are struggling in your finances, chances are it's going to spill over in the relationship with your children, relationship with yourself, the relationship with other people, you know, your job, like how you perform at your job. And so by cleaning up my finances and really taking my personal power back, I went from choosing not only the wrong financial choices but also choosing the wrong guys right I went from choosing wrong to choosing right and so again I went from being a single mother (laughs) you know what I'm saying but I was was the only one committed to raising that baby to really going into a relationship with my now husband that was super intentional super um super vulnerable super um mature and um it just feels so good to be here that's all i can say it just feels so good to be here we are two years married now we dated for about nine months and when i tell you the man i chose to say yes to his ring versus the men i used to choose i like no i i really concur on every single level um relationship intimacy 360 degrees is what we teach all of our power couples and married women entrepreneurs because it is 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. To your point, it's not just your forever lover, yeah. the person you're romantically intimate with. It's in your parenting style. It's in your being a child, an adult child, mm-hmm. and what your relationship is with any of your guardians, whether your biological parents are in your life or not. It's also in how you choose your friends, your platonic relationships. And don't get me started in your clients, because mm-hmm. that's a whole nother... <laughs> whole nother level that could be a whole nother podcast episode all day and i i would welcome it i already love your energy you already know that from the green room (laughs) absolutely it it definitely shows up everywhere Mm -hmm. because often we are coming from this space this this inner child brokenness that's going on and for some of us we have macro traumas micro traumas all of that some of us were just never really committed to finding out who we were supposed to be and there's all those other layers that make us medicate yeah. with spending money, 
emotional shopping, emotional eating, all that costs money, right? And if you're eating, my husband and I used to say this all the time, like we've never been materialistic. We both grew up very humble uh, and financially and all of that in terms of our parents and our upbringing and all of it. And we would always be like, where did, where did our money go? I was like, oh, we eat our money. That's, that's where our money goes. We're not buying, you know, brand mm-hmm. labels, blue labels, purple labels, bottles and all of that. It was really, and then nothing was crazy. It wasn't $500 dinners. But when we got a little something back in the day, it was like, all right, so we going to a restaurant and we be tip heavy, you know, like that was, Listen. that was our treating. <laughs> Cause y'all, y'all spend money on experience. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm mm-hmm. hearing. Not necessarily like you said, the materialistic mm-hmm. thing, but you like making memories together and, and having that experience. Right. And that, that there, that last part right there, that was the problem. <laughs> That last part. <laughs> you ain't had a plan. Absolutely. Plan. And we were young parents too. So it was also that like, all right, these kids, eventually people stop giving you stuff. That first year or two, everybody doting on the babies. Mm-hmm. And then you on your own come daycare, oh. <laughs> right? Daycare, kindergarten, graduations, everything in between. <laughs> and we made a decision very similar to yours. Ours happened. We've been together since we were 17. So we kind of grew up together, literally. We made a decision in our mid-20s, like, all right, we need portfolio, we need houses. How are we going to do this? I had debt that I hadn't even created. We can talk about those generational curses and patterns. My mama, my grandmama, my great-grandmama was putting stuff in my name and using my credit from the time I was 12, 13. Mm. I didn't even know until I got into college for Drexel University. One of my loans didn't come through. And they were like, oh, it's no problem. Just apply for this private loan. Denied and had an eight-page credit report come back. I said, well, I didn't even know I had credit. Like, I'm confused. Nothing. Remember Spiegel's and Finger Hut and all of those things? Mm. I had stuff in there with all kinds Mm -hmm. of name combinations, my date of birth, my social security, all kinds of things that made me say, all right, obviously I have to take this seriously. There are other people trying to ruin my future, not because that was their intention to your, you know, your point around that word, but because they have their own issues with finances. So they started using the kids information. I was one of those kids and had to do all the cleanup and repair that interrupted and slowed down what my husband and I were trying to build for our future. So we had to do so much cleaning. We're talking almost 20 years ago, but we had to do so much cleaning and mm-hmm. and perusing and figuring it out and going to different advisors. Many of them, unlike yourself, did not know what they were doing because they were like, you know, talking about budgets, mm-hmm. but not talking about the cleanup, the credit scores all the other things that go into that. And they definitely were not encouraging us to invest. So we had a lot of figure out, what, what does Marie Forleo say? Figure outable uh, moments that we had to go through, grow through, should I say, mm-hmm. and that were painful and caused all kinds of things from early bankruptcies on, on, on and on, which I know you're trying to help prevent through the work that you're doing with these women and hopefully a few brave men that are willing to come to you and get some support. <laughs> yeah and Nikita the fir- the one thing that you said that stuck out to me was the first step was facing it unfortunately once you got into that financial aid office that kind of made you face what your financial mm-hmm. situation was without you even knowing but if one great takeaway that you that we can all take away from your story is the first thing you got to do is mm-hmm. understand where the starting point is right so you have to pull that credit report. You have to look at those bank accounts. You have to go back and dig up what's in my name. 
Like if I want to get my credit together, if I want to get my bank accounts together, if I want to get everything together, I need to understand where I'm going, where I'm at first. So I'll know where to start heading next. Right. And so often that's the hardest part. Like that's, you know, I tell my clients, that's the good and the bad thing about starting is the starting point is the hardest part. But once you create a plan to execute and to get mm -hmm. to your financial goals, that's the easy part, right? The strategy is the easy part. The hardest part is facing it in that initial shot. And once you get through that and you take back that personal power, oh my goodness, your your financial Absolutely. ability is And it was for us. Limited. I was able to go through college and grad school and all the yeah. things and then eventually start like business it. and we're 11 years old in our business. So everything absolutely did mm -hmm. reset, which makes me dovetail. You have a financial reset online academy, which I think is a perfect term because so many people yes. that are just challenged, regardless of how young you were when all of the issues started or when you discovered them, you might be in your 40s and 50s and 60s listening to this episode right now. Like, well, I wish I made the mistake in my 20s like they're talking about, but it can happen at any point in your life because of divorces, medical limitations and challenges that cause havoc. And I know you're yeah. talking about a lot of that, not only in your Financial Reset Academy, but the Ultimate Financial Planner that I stalked you and saw that you have. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, the Financial Reset was born from my Financial Reset. So like I said, by the time I was 21, I had credit card debt. I had student loans under my belt going to college. I had a car loan, actually two. Um, and so I've had these things that were looming above my head to where I was able to wipe out in a fairly short amount of time, given all the information that I had acquired over the years while I was self-studying and studying in college about finances. And so what I did was I eventually put it all in a course where it talks about creating financial goals, budgeting, debt repayment, credit repair, building savings, starting that initial investment, the importance of starting a business. <laughs> Again, that's a whole nother topic in itself. The importance of having multiple streams of income, especially one that you Amen. control that has no limit. When we work a nine to five, and I love my nine to five jobs that I used to have, I end up graduating and working as a quality engineer at a major manufacturing company in a corporate office. Mm -hmm. I love it. It helped me become debt free, right? However, once I became into full-time entrepreneurship, that's when I really seen how limitless the amount of money that you can have come in per month. That's when I really seen that happening in my life, right? And so the financial reset, like I said, was born for those individuals who are like me where they didn't get any formal education on finances. They didn't get familial education on finances. And they've already made a ton of financial mistakes. And they really want to press the reset button on their finances. That's how, that's no, the reason I love why that. I So here's, here's one of the challenges, Tara, right? We know that talking about money <laughs> is harder than talking about sex, right? We, right? Like when we talk about the nakedness yeah. and the emotional nakedness that comes with having those real detailed behind the veil conversations with your clients, of course, you're not just going to have it with anybody mm -hmm. on the on the street. But when your clients, potential clients, before they transition right. into clients, when they're coming to you because they're nervous and they're like, oh, okay, I know she can help me, but is she going to judge me? Is are you faced with any of that when yeah. you're meeting people in the different spaces and places that you are virtually and in person? 
they're like, yes, I need your help. But then they're very hesitant to give you all of the answers that you need to really sufficiently, you know, help them. <laughs> Sometimes, but most of the time, the people who come to me okay. have already heard my story for the most part. And they're like, listen, mm -hmm. he even made a ton of mistakes. I'm not that financial coach. Child. You probably went to Nikita back in the day where they literally just went to college for finance, but they don't have any type of personal experience of what they've overcome to where right. they could put themselves in your shoes and relate to you. To where it's like, sis, I can't even judge you because if you would have seen the financial mess mm -hmm. that I created and, and cleaned up, you would know that I cannot judge you, right? That's the place that I come from. I come from a place of like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I've had humble beginnings just like you. I came from a place where I had to clean up a lot of poor financial decisions just like you. So there's no room for me to judge. Here, I'm an open book. I will tell you and explain to you, and that's what I do on my free, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching call that I do in the beginning, my consulting call to see if like we're a good fit, is that I say, you know what? What's your story, mm -hmm. girl? My story was the same. Let me show you how. And this is how I can help you get the results. Because not only do I have the education, the degree about finance, yada, yada, yada. I have the personal experience. And to me, that's what my clients love best about me is that I know the nuances of paying off debt. I know the nuances of building and keeping money in your savings account from a place of a money mm -hmm. mindset where that wasn't a thing, right? I know I came from parents who robbed Peter to pay Paul. I came from situations like that. So I know how to speak to you in a way that will help you step into your personal power and overcome some of those money mindset blocks. One thing I always tell my clients and even potential clients is that financial success is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. Again, the strategy is the easy part working with me. We can execute the strategy, but I really help you redevelop your money mindset to where you actually can become successful with money. If anybody has ever sat down and printed off a budget off the internet or started trying to do a free financial plan off YouTube, but they realize that they can't stick to it, it's because you have a mindset issue. The strategy works. If it works for somebody else, it can absolutely work for you and your finances. The issue is you don't have the mindset mm. to go with it to stick with it. Listen, we, we have very I similar styles because I often say that I do not offer, but I answer. Yeah. So I'm not going to publicly stand, you know, just randomly like, here's yeah. my life story. Although I did technically do that when I wrote the book Selfish and told all my business, but it was in a book. So it was a little bit different. <laughs> Right, exactly. A little bit different. Give some structure to it. But I will answer. If you ask me a direct question, I, depending on, you know, the energy you're giving when you ask me, obviously, if you're a potential client, someone in the audience, when I'm speaking on stages, I will definitely answer the question for that same reason, to set the stage that, yes, all the accreditation and credentials and professional experience is there, but personally, I relate to the pain that you're in right now. The problem. and. Exactly. And I would never judge you. Exactly. Because I I'm right there with you. This is a judgment-free zone. Mm -hmm. But you hit something like, I wish I could shake my maracas right now without messing up the editor's ears um, in the microphone, because you use the phrase that a lot of people have heard, but they don't always feel like applies to them, which it applies to all humans, which is money mindset. And we have uh, like 80% of the people who listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. 
the other 20 are roughly careerpreneurs. They might be high-level professionals, VPs, directors, executives, all of that, and they have entrepreneurial spirit and how they maneuver in the, the work that they do in relationship build. But for the entrepreneurs specifically that are listening to this and are undercharging their services, which makes it difficult for them to seek out advisors like yourself mm -hmm. to say, I need some support. I need some help because they're nervous. Like, yeah, I, I look good on Instagram, right clothes, right outfits, good, good picture angles, all of that. I, I might have 200 and some odd clients that I'm working with, but I'm barely making my overhead because they're undercharging. We know, you and I both know that that is a money mindset. Mm -hmm. That is a scarcity mm -hmm. issue that's coming up. When you... When you integrate into a room, let's say you're at an entrepreneurial conference, you spoke on the stage, you did a workshop, you did your thing, you dropped the gems, dropped the mic, and was good. And you have a slew of people coming up to you saying, Tara, I really need your help. I need your support. I'm just a little nervous, girl, of how this look in terms of, you know, commitment of time, because time is always the first issue, energy to do the work that you're talking about, the commitment that has to be done mm -hmm. to implement that strategy that you do. But then it's also the resources and without getting into, you know, what your bespoke customized prices and all of that stuff is in this particular moment, what encouraging words would you say to those people who are listening that are doubting that they can even afford an advisor like yourself to help them? <laughs> That's funny you ask that because one thing that I say on my um, discovery calls is you worry about um what you do as far as how you make money being excellent in your area my area is creating financial plans and helping my clients execute them you let me worry about how i can help you afford it right mm -hmm. you make the initial mm -hmm. investment i'll do the rest and each and every one of my clients are so thankful that they do number one but number two um you hit the nail on the head when you said entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial minded individuals can have income coming in, they can have expenses going out, but there's always this disconnect on, I don't have enough disposable income, that's money left over after I pay my bills, rent, overhead for my business expenses, yada, yada, yada. I don't have enough to do what I truly want to do. And one mm -hmm. thing you said was, they're not charging enough. That's absolutely spot on. The other thing is, they are more comfortable with spending money on frivolous things than they are investing in themselves. Come on. And so mm -hmm. the one thing that I always tell individuals is, you know, if you are comfortable with dropping money on a Chanel bag, on a handbag, even a Michael Kors bag, on some new shoes, some new clothes, that is a relatively decent investment in yourself. I, I love clothes. I love shoes. I think personal appearance is absolutely important right i'm not super materialistic but i can be at times it is what it is right yeah we got our things yeah. however however it is more important to me to work on my mindset than it is to work on my outer appearance because my mindset is what drives everything else if it if it's not for my mindset being a one i am not able to sustain the things that i acquire and so one thing I always, and I know that's a language entrepreneurs can understand. When you invest in yourself in any area, it transfers into all these other areas. So individuals, especially entrepreneurials who come to me and we're talking about their personal finances, guess what else gets better? Their business finances. Absolutely. Guess what else get better? Their business acumen. Guess who starts asking for more money and more confident about asking for more money? 
they are. Why? Because they invest in themselves and they say, you know what? If I made an investment in myself, somebody else can make an investment in themselves and I'm comfortable and confident with giving them opportunity to do so. So one thing that I always think about, if you are struggling with charging your worth or upping your prices, think of it as you giving someone the invitation to invest in themselves. The amount of money does not matter. It's the level of investment and the level of, level of energy they are willing to put in themselves. That's the opportunity you're giving your potential customer or client. So don't look at it as I'm taking money out of their pocket. No, no, no. I'm giving them an opportunity to invest in themselves and show up in a bigger way for themselves. Hands down, completely agree. One of the way that all of our invoices are signed is thank you for investing in Yourself. you. Yourself, exactly. Through Big Pro, absolutely. Through our company, which is Big Pro, absolutely. You um, are bringing up something in me. I just had a conversation with a friend and colleague the other night. Um, she was just considering making a personal development investment. And she was like, I don't know, it's a lot of money, which it, which it is. It was, mm -hmm. it was no, nothing to sneeze at at all. And I said, listen, from my experience, and of course, I always I am a woman of God. So I'm always like, pray on that thing first and make sure you're receiving the direction from the Holy Spirit that mm -hmm. you need. Yep. But I will say my personal development investments in me have given me a higher return on investment, a higher ROI in my business than business coaching. And business coaching has done what it needed to do for me to help me systematize, automatize, all, all those different things. But the, the personal development investments that I gave to myself and making sure that I meet with my financial planners and all of that absolutely, hands down, created more space for me to grow because it gave me more capital That's than so anything good. else. So, so I have good. to cheerlead you and shake my pom-poms at that <laughs> all day. Okay. Now, I have to ask you, because, you know, we clearly need to do a part, a, a part two. There's no question about that. There's so many ways we could go in this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I have to ask you a question I ask every single expert. It's one of two scripted questions that I do ask. The first is, how do you give yourself permission to pause? To pause? Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, I love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been an issue for me. I am a very unapologetic person. And it's so funny. It's so funny because my husband, he just giggles at my ability to be unapologetic in so many areas. But I am extremely clear on how I feel, what feels good, what doesn't feel good to me. Ever since mm -hmm. I was a kid, I can, I guess you can probably say that's a superpower of mine. And so yeah. um, I give myself the ability to do or not do anything that does not feel good to me, that does not serve me. Um, and not in a vain way where I lack discipline or I lack stick to itness, not in that way, but in a way where it's like, you know what? If I'm tired, if I need a break, I absolutely take it. So for me, that is something that is a temperament thing that ha was instilled in me. I didn't have to cultivate that. Um, it, I actually was born with it. Mm, no, I love that. I'm going to mail you a intentionally selfish t-shirt because that's a big part. Listen, I am uh, selfish listen. and I am proud <laughs> of I wear it as a badge of honor. Absolutely. Well, after we get off this, I'll make sure I get your t-shirt size so I can send you one. I'm dead serious. I love it. And I stand for it for that exact reason. You have to create space for doing more of what you want so yeah. you can then be more selfless yeah. and you'll have the energy for on the other side of it. And you know, I'm that's you. that's the biggest thing. My, my energy 
when I get on with my clients and when I'm creating content, I really am intentional about showing up as my best self. And so to me, I have to be selfish and put myself in a bubble or a container to where I can be my best self for others. So my selfishness turns into selflessness by being able to, you know, protect my own energy so I can serve and support those who I'm called to. A hundred percent. I'm about to bring you around with me so you can introduce me <laughs> on the stages because that's exactly the point. And I get in tussles with people over the semantics of the word. And then I have to go into the history lesson and, and all of that. Listen. But that it's for that very reason. In order for you to be your greatest self and do what you need, you need the space, that bubble to protect yourself while you do the healing work yes. and all the other parts that come with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love this so much. So here's my second scripted question. How can people connect with you? (laughs) People can connect with me on social media. So I'm Your Pretty Pennies everywhere. Also, my website, yourprettypennies.com. And my email is info at yourprettypennies.com. And I'll always have to put my email in there because people do not, when it comes to finances, Peter, Mm -hmm. they are protective about the fact that they need help in that area. I mean, we can, as business owners and entrepreneurial minded individuals, we will go get a career coach. We will get a business coach. We mm-hmm. will get anything else, right? But when mm-hmm. it comes to finances, nobody wants to admit that they need help in a particular area of their finances. And so I always say, girl, just email me, bro, just email me. Let's talk. We could jump on a call absolutely free. And let's talk about your, where you are now where you want to go and how I can help you get there. Absolutely. Oh, you are such a gift. Tara, I thank you. And I'm so honored by your presence, by your overflow of giving. You clearly get intentionally selfish enough for you to have all this energy to give all these gems today. (laughs) And thank Thank you. you. And I just want to say, I don't know if your interviewees ever thank you, but I just thank you for the, the Balance Boldly podcast and really just, being intentional about talking about business life and love because we can't have one without the other i see so many women nowadays especially particularly women who are focusing on business focusing on career Mm -hmm. but not really focusing on their personal life not really focusing on their love life and they're starting to become depressed anxious sad unfulfilled because they're not really putting enough energy into all three spaces and so i just Thank, I'm so thankful that there's women like you who are out here really championing and saying, hey, yes, you can have a bomb career. Yes, you can have a bomb love life. Yes, you can have a bomb personal life. But don't mistake. Don't just forget one over the other. Right. Don't make mm-hmm. the, the, the marriage over everything. Don't make the business over everything. Don't make your personal life and your family, your toxic family members take up all your energy. You know, you need to spread mm-hmm. those out to have a full balanced life. And I just love that. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate that. And people do not go in depth the way you did, which I wish they would because, listen, that was a whole referral recommendation (laughs) right there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Tara Jones-Williamson, for making time for us on the BBP. We value you. We appreciate you. And the listeners will be following up with you. Thank you so much. 
Balance Boldly listeners, you are so honored in this space today. Thank you for staying tuned with us, for listening. I hope you had your notepad out. If you didn't, it's okay. Just go over to yourprettypennies.com or email Tara. Exactly what she said. We'll have all the information at the bottom of the show notes wherever you are listening to this on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, I want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. Mm -hmm.